With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Greetings, welcome in. It is a Wednesday night. It is traffic night. It is stand in line at a grocery store night. It is whatever you want to make it as we're just ahead of a big holiday, holiday, holiday extravaganza. Thanksgiving Eve, plenty of NBA, plenty of college football stories. And of course, replete with NFL details, news notes, and predictions as we get you started here live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Match selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Join tonight. You hear him on the weekends. It is the host of the Bernie Prado Show, the man himself from Las Vegas. It is Bernie Prado. Bernie, what's going on, man? Welcome in on a Wednesday. Billy Ray Valentine, Capricorn. Billy Ray Valentine, Capricorn. Now, you see, Mike, it's only appropriate that I invoked that reference tonight, because after all, I am trading places with Jason. There you go. See, he's done it already. He's taken us back into the mid-'80s. That was actually going to be part of a bit later on as to favorite non-Christmas Christmas movies, but you've already already ruined the bit. It took you two minutes, Bernie. That's it. I just should pack up and go home. As we get rolling here on a Fox Sports Radio Wednesday night, that was good, though. Anytime you can reference trading places, uh, I think people should go back because it is the 65th birthday of Jamie Lee Curtis tonight. So there you go, adding a little bit of extra value as we go. We've got plenty of NBA. We've got Pop getting after his audience, Bernie, like uh, they're a bunch of toddlers at the back of a kindergarten class who can't sit still. So we'll talk about his road because everybody thought it was going to be easy with Victor Wembanyama showing up, as we're seeing, not so fast. Uh, Lakers play a little bit more uh, tonight. Second night of a back-to-back. Everybody's ready. Everybody's ready to go with LeBron James now surpassing 39,000 career points, and they're 4-0 in the all-important in-season tournament, buddy. You know, the one that if you ask every player, the only thing they know is that if they win it, they get 500K. How it works, what the structure is, when those games actually happen, other than looking at those god-awful courts, they have no clue. Well, it's all over December 9th, Mike, and then we can all go back to our normal lives. But I have a question for you. Should the Lakers win the coveted NBA Cup? Because, I mean, there's the Stanley Cup, there's the World Series, there's the Nobel Peace Prize, and then there's the NBA Cup. Which would you rather have? My question to you is, do they hang a banner at 
Staples Crypto Center. I don't think you get a banner, but everybody's going to go uh, celebrate with that $500,000 check, and then LeBron and AD can take a month off saying, we did your stupid tournament. Now we're on load management for sore knees. Ah, stupid tournament. Have you checked in with Adam Silver on that one? Does he know how you feel? I've been pretty clear about it, you know. <laughs> and I think that's the not part, my question. I, does, does Adam Silver know how you feel? That's I really don't care if Adam Silver knows how he, how I feel, Bernie. I don't have a direct well, speaks, line to the speaks man. highly of you. If he does, then that's great. I I just come back to the point of if you have a number of players who, when they get to the podium and they ask about the process, they go, "It's a game on a Friday night." I lace them up and I go play. And then once they're eliminated, someone points it out. It's like, oh, wait, we lost out on some potential money. But otherwise, it's a way to try to spruce up a regular season game. And I, and I guess to some degree, there's some percentage of people uh, outside and casuals that are that are a, a little bit excitable about the regular season because maybe you get a bigger effort because there is the incentive of the extra check. But on the whole, I, I think it, it's gone over like a lead balloon in terms of trying to hype it, trying to get people excited about it, and then you still have to keep explaining. All right, group play and everything else. Because translating it from the soccer world hasn't been quite as easy uh, as perhaps they they wanted it to go, right? In terms of group and, and because you're still playing regular season games in between all this, and they count except for when you actually get to the title game. Suddenly my stats and everything don't count when I probably ball out to win that check and the coveted cup. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I read the memo, and far be it for me to defend this tournament. Uh, it, it's going over about as big as, uh, you know, the the trash compactor that turns 20 tons, pounds of trash into 20 pounds of trash. But here's the thing. You're talking about it, Mike. The NBA is usually not talked about a whole hell of a lot in November. As a matter of fact, a lot of folks feel that the de facto beginning of the NBA season is really around Christmas, and now the NFL is starting to poach that. So Adam Silver's theory, and I couldn't care less, was that how can we create some possible buzz in November when we're heading toward the college football playoff? The NBA, uh, check that the NFL is very much heading toward, you know, their, I, I guess, March march toward the playoffs and, and who's going to be in and who's not going to be in. And the games are that much more significant. And then you've got the NHL in, in, in full swing. And, uh, of course, college basketball now starting. And uh, the hot stove in baseball. You just had the winter meetings and a big announcement with the A's. I think Adam Silver's intention was to create some buzz for the NBA. So irrespective of whether or not people like it or don't like it or don't understand it, you're talking about it, and the opposite of hate is not love, it's indifference. So it aroused some kind of emotion in you and thousands of other people that we are leading our show with the NBA tournament. Well, I was more leading the show with the NBA because we have the Warriors and the Lakers getting ready to tip off, and the show is now and in the present, and we we talk about the everything that goes on. We don't shy away from the NBA until uh, December 25th, as many might do, or college football like there there's some good stories and most of it coming out of coaches complaining about nil and and begging people for money more than anything else which we'll get to as the show goes on the irony of it all well because the the stuff actually on the field i mean you know there's a lot of shrugging we'll see some teams rise or fall this weekend 
and we move on, right? You know, college football still very much, at least to my thinking, more regionalized uh, than anything. With when we look at the NBA, right, we got superstars playing, and I think that's the one thing you celebrate from this early part of the season. Whatever memo went across the desk, and no, I, I don't think it's the tournament, but uh, everybody's at least out and playing, and oftentimes actually showing up on the second nights of back-to-backs. So whatever has gone down, whatever's transpired behind the scenes, Adam Silver's at least got his stars out, which is a good thing for the league as a whole, as we we certainly have chronicled uh, ad nauseum everything going on with the National Football League and the number of quarterbacks and star players that have fallen to the wayside. The NBA runs the risk of the same. As much as you want to create new stars, it takes some time for those to gestate and for people to embrace them, right? The old repetition uh, of things and seeing them and getting them into those nationally trafficked rotations or making all the highlight uh, halftime shows all about them. Until you get to that point, you know, those guys will still wallow in relative anonymity uh, based on the fact that we don't get the run-up in college like we once did of multiple years of a guy before he's in the NBA. And... Likewise, you know, we, we know it. You play the hits when it comes down to television programming, right? Bidding for games and, and deciding what goes on your national schedule. It's a, a function more of, all right, we've got the Warriors. Who do they happen to be playing on a Wednesday night? More so than we want to go and find the next guy. Yeah, they're in, they're in Phoenix if you're scoring at home. So duly noted, duly noted, I'm just happy to be here. I mean, it's not like there's the greatest rivalry in college football Saturday that started out as a land war over Toledo. Triple header uh, Thursday in the NFL, fairly significant games, all of them. And then we've even got a Black Friday game that was intended for Aaron Rodgers, and this is America. This is America. You can be one and third. You can throw one touchdown and thirteen interceptions in Connecticut and find yourself starting for the New York Jets. This is America, and on Thanksgiving, you got to be thankful for that. Well, it is the beautiful part of where the NFL is. I guess you know, selling hope. You know, we chronicled the the player from Davidson who put his announcement out for the NFL draft, even though he's been a backup, only playing <laughs> spot duty due to injuries and and illnesses and and whatever. But you know, the same idea. You know, you got to live the dream and. And, and for many folks, you know, this is one of those times of year where you get to pause, take stock of the good, the bad, the ugly in your life. Maybe uh, you're rallying around family. Maybe it's a fully gluttonous kind of holiday. And I hope it is. I hope your plate is full uh, and the table's full of uh, friends, family, etc. wherever you are on the highways and byways, the journeys uh, of the of lifetime. But, yeah, certainly we've got a full slate of NFL action and with a four-hour show, plenty of time to go down those those uh, highways uh, with everybody else that's sitting in traffic here in the greater Los Angeles area. No question about it, Bernie. Uh, reminder, we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. You get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. You bundle and save at Progressive.com. Uh, as you alluded to, you know, we, we talk about Thanksgiving Day games. I heard Robin Chris as I was sitting in the bullpen watching a little bit of the college bucket and NBA action, uh, a little bit of lamentation, you know, the hand-wringing, maybe not uh, as um, 
problematic this year when the Detroit Lions are on the schedule and heading off our Thanksgiving Day game. But I'll, I'll be the first to say this, I think, in the national media. I think I've gone with the Detroit Lions like so many did with the Warriors. They're changing the game. They're changing the game. I hate how they change the game. I've, I've had about enough of the Lions love fest uh, through the first 12 weeks of the season that started going back to last year. Well, they're 16-4 and four in their last 20 games, and they've earned what they've done now. They haven't accomplished anything yet. They've won one playoff game since 1957. We all know that. So this will be the year that they'll get to the playoffs. They should have at least one home game, and ultimately their season will be judged uh, based on how, how they do in the postseason. We, we all know that, and people are waiting for them to fall. I mean, it's like the guy who predicts it's going to rain every day, and then finally after 712 days, it rains, and he says, see, I told you it's going to rain, but I will tell you this. I love the Lions Thanksgiving tradition. It's been there since 1934 when their owner, George Richards, who was a first-year owner who was a marketing genius, had bad attendance and a bad team and decided to play a game on Thanksgiving. He cut a deal with 94 NBC radio stations across the country. They had to turn people away. The game was sold out, and a tradition was born. And all the way up to the years I covered the team, and I covered 14 of these games, and I loved every minute of it, people were clamoring, why can't we have someone else besides the Lions? Well, no one else wanted to, believe it or not. It's a Thursday game. I thought Thursday games were an anathema. This just in. Thanksgiving's a Thursday game. Other teams didn't want to, except for Lamar Hunt, and then, of course, the Cowboys started doing it in the 60s. But the reality of it is, to your point, now it's a little bit more interesting because the Lions are 8-2, and two and they have designs of not only winning the division, possibly getting the overall number one seed. Well, that's not too far ahead of ourselves. But now they're legitimate. So I don't know who's having a love fest. I hear more comments like from what you're saying versus people rallying around this team unless you live inside of Detroit. He's Bernie Fratto in for Jason Smith. Mike Harmon here at the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the TireRack.com studios. As we roll on tonight, plenty to get to in the NFL with the three games on the slate. Uh, we'll go back to your Detroit days and Scott Mitchell uh, unhappy about the Barry Sanders doc. You know, you get benched in the middle of a possession and, uh, you know, you harbor ill will for many, many years. That'll do it. Uh, Pete Futek will join us next hour. So much as we just get started uh but i mentioned the nil saltiness well Deion sanders is part of it kind of funny isn't it we'll talk about that coming up next be sure to catch live editions of the jason smith show with mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m eastern 7 p.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio app hey what's up everybody it's me three-time pro bowler lavar arrington and i couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called up on game What is up on game, you ask? Along with my fellow pro bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you coming and when you get access to resi priority notify with your amex platinum card hey this looks amazing i'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through amex travel it's worth the trip 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. It's Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith Show with me, Mike Harmon. No Jason Smith tonight. Bernie Fratto in his stead. At Bernie Fratto on Twitter is where you find him. We're live from the Tyrac.com studios. And you know what, Bernie? We're going to take a turn out to the hotline, setting up what is a huge week in the college football universe. And there's only one man that we use and talk to and rely on to get us to that point. It's our guy, Pete Futek. At Pete Futek, where you find him on Twitter, collegefootballnews.com. Pete, happy holiday to you. Hopefully, uh, you know, you've got the elbow bended and, you know, you're brining whatever kind of meat needs to go into a, a roaster tomorrow. I'm trying to figure out, like, the Big Ten for this weekend. Like, this is – I work for a living here, son. I don't just get to sit around and, you know, I, I have to, like, entertain America. I have to entertain a nation here and give them football picks and stuff. So, uh, no, this is, this is my one just giant week, and then next week, and then it all goes away for, you know, college football season only lasts three months in the regular season. So, this is this. This is uh, showtime right now. That three-month sprint, and you've got your tuxedo on, no question about it. Uh, last night we get the new uh, playoff rankings and Washington finds its way in. But but it's not about Florida State having an injury. And I know they've still got a lot of games to play and it'll sort itself out on the field. But it made for a pretty good TV show and gave us some talking points. Yeah, you know, it, you have to remember that the whole you, the, this whole thing, this whole exercise, it should be a better TV show because they should just put a, a, a camera in there while they're doing the entire process mm-hmm. because uh, why can't there be transparency? I mean, seriously, you, we've got like a, a general, an actual military general about to run this thing or an admiral or uh, forgive me for not getting that right, but uh, and they can't handle angry Ohio State fans or angry fans of a team. I mean, like, they should be able to like do this. Anyway, and like the problem is the the rankings just don't quite make any sense. They're all over the map, and everyone thinks, "Oh well, look, Florida State dropped." Well, we all know how this works. But Florida State goes thirteen and zero and wins the ACC championship. It is in the college football playoff, no matter what. Go twelve and one and win your Power Five conference championship, and you're probably in most years. This year is going to be a little bit tougher, though. But the the crazy part about all this is no one's losing. None of these top teams are losing. We have all these 11-0 teams remaining. We have Oregon with one loss, Texas, Alabama. They're still there. Um, So they're all right there. 
which means that all these well, Wolverine and Buckeye fans are like, oh, well, if we lose, you know, we'll just be like Ohio State last year and get in. No. If you, the loser of Michigan-Ohio State probably almost certainly out. The loser of Alabama-Georgia is probably out. I mean, there's it's going to be hard to lose a game the rest of the way and, and get in this thing. So, Pete, if you're Florida State and lose and you drop – I've never thought it was fair when you are undefeated and you lose and you drop, but this is what we have. That's why I call it the made-for-TV invitational tournament, and frankly, talking about it makes my teeth itch. So I want to switch gears. I want to talk about Texas A&M. Jeff Trailer is a guy who I believe is right for that job. He's a fit, and I actually think there's real interest. Trailer's denying it. Would it surprise you if at the end of the day Texas A&M does hire Jeff Trailer? A little bit. I mean, here's the thing when it comes to these coaching hires. I don't know. I mean, all these guys, you can name the right coach. You can say Bill Belichick, and you'd think, okay, wow, Bill Belichick. It's a, and who knows? It's these things either kind of work, or they, Jimbo Fisher should have worked. And it actually sort of did. You know, they're, they're going to, Texas a might win nine games this year. That's not bad, and yet not good enough. So, you know, look at Riley at USC. It is working, but it's not because people want him fired out there now. It's the, the idea of a coaching hire, you never quite know until you get the guy in the building. And even then, it's crazy because the stats on that guy lasting five years with your program are really, really small. So I think uh, out of the 133 college football head coaches, there's something like only 33 that are still around. Actually, I think it's less than that on Tino Babers. It's gone 32-ish. They're still around uh, for five years. And out of those 32-ish, at least 15 of them are on a hot seat or close to it. So this is, this is a rental of a gig. So, yeah, maybe trailer works. But can you recruit? Or is Alabama going to quit playing football now that you got Jeff Trailer? Like, I don't know. It, it's a, you never know when it comes to what coaching hires are going to hit and what they'll. Always. If I could have a follow-up with Pete, please, because they're finding out now that Jimbo Fisher was not a fit. He had no Texas ties. He never fit the culture. Trailer's a legend in Texas. He'll be able to recruit there. He's got a sexy offense at Texas San Antonio. If you put that offense on the field with A&M's athletes, and, my God, if they're paying you $76 million over the next eight years to go away because you can't even win the SEC West, it didn't kind of work there. I will. The, the, the only part about that that's wrong is who cares if he didn't have Texas tie-ins? He had epic recruiting classes. Like, I think it was like two years ago they had technically the greatest recruiting class of all time. I mean, like. Yeah, they paid for I, it. I, yeah. Yeah, well, see, however they got it, who cares? You know, however you make the the cake, it's, yeah, they got the guys there. It just they couldn't win. And in 2020, they should have been been in the college football playoff. They should have been in over Notre Dame. Their one sin was they lost to that Alabama team with Devontae and Mac Jones and all that, that went on to win the national championship. So they were close, but like you're right, it's 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 the hard part about being an SEC coach is that you can be pretty good and not win jack squat because that Bama thing is just still going to be in the way. So, uh, so you're right. I'm not saying that they're wrong, but uh, that you know Fisher did anything great there. But it's it's just a kind of a hard thing to do to win in the SEC. Well, you know, it's the what you are versus the expectations. And I would argue at $76 million to go away, he won pretty big. Uh, another guy who can't be in the building. 
Uh, on Saturday, doing all the pressers, doing all the practices. We've got Michigan-Ohio State. It's finally here, Pete. With all the talking, all the jabbering. We're just a couple hours away, that countdown clock. I know you've got it going uh, to where these teams finally get to battle. Can we fast forward to the narratives afterwards? So let's say Ohio Ryan Day loses. I'm sorry? If Ryan Day loses, dot, dot, dot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the crazy part, you want to talk about the co- how crazy the coaching world is. Who else has Ryan Day lost to in the Big Ten besides Michigan in the last two years? Nobody. He has never lost to another Big Ten team except those two losses. He doesn't lose to Purdue. He doesn't lose to Maryland. He doesn't lose to Penn State. Look at it. It's insane if you go down the list of Ryan Day losses at Ohio State. They're like Alabama in the national championship. They're like you know Clemson in that epic fiesta bowl in the college football playoff. I mean, there's, just, there's one loss to an Oregon team that ended up being okay and should have won the Pac-12 title, and that's about it. That's like the worst loss that they've had. He has been phenomenal, and yet if he loses, dot, 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 there's going to be a big portion of Ohio State fans that are going to be like, he's got to get out of here. He's, he's, he's awful. He can't do anything right. And there's your name for Texas A&M, by the way. If you want to talk about money's not an object because it just isn't, yeah, he might be like, so long, suckers. You don't want me here. I'll just go get paid at College Station. Uh, but that, so if they lose this, you're right. The narrative's going to be completely whack job for Ohio State fans saying, oh, well, he can't win here at Ohio State. When obviously he can. And if it's the flip side, and if what I think is going to happen is going to happen, let's say Ohio State wins, the narrative's going to be, oh, look, see, Ryan Day can only beat him when our guy's suspended. If Harbaugh's there, we would have won that. Oh, wow, Har- Ryan Day, if Harbaugh's on the sidelines, they never would have won that. So it isn't going to be a bad, quirky Twitter day, however it's going to happen on Saturday. Well, I covered 14 of those while I was in Detroit, and I will say this. You can say it's life and death, but it's actually more important than that. I want to switch <laughs> to the Mountain West, Pete, because I live in Vegas, and the reason I invoke the Mountain West is I'm hearing that Oregon State and Washington State were pitched by Gloria Navarre, as she's the Mountain West commissioner, yep. to join the conference. And I hear it's actually very close to happening. Your thoughts? Yeah, great. You know, it should happen. The problem is the media money is not going to be there. And the, the, look, if you're Washington State, Oregon State, I mean, it's you want to talk about the haves and have-nots. All this, you know, talk about, oh, wow, the power four conferences are going to break away from everyone else. Well, what do you think we got now? I mean, the Big Ten is going to be making each team, each school is going to be making like fifty to eighty million dollars over the next several years a year, and the Mountain West this year is going to make four million dollars per team. And as I've said this before, Jalen Hurts is going to make more money this year than all the Mountain West schools combined when it comes to media rights. So if you're Washington State and uh, Oregon State, you don't exactly have a ton of options. But that's a big chunk of change hit that you're about to take here. But, yeah, I mean, it, I, I love the Mountain West. I'm a Mountain West fan all the way around. I think it's a shame that nobody watches them. Otherwise, they'd realize UNLV is probably the best group of five team going right now and should actually be in that New Year's Six spot. But, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're those other two teams, all right, look, you do this for now with the Mountain West and hope that someday, you know, the door comes knocking from the Big 12 or someone else who wants to take in. 
So, Pete, as we look at the slate, only a couple of uh, top 25 matchups. We still have Oregon State and their coach getting questions uh, about his whereabouts going forward uh, as he gets ready to take on uh, number six, Oregon. And now I'm starting to get uh, bodacious ads popping up at the top of my screens. I don't know what I did. <laughs> We're men of a certain age to remember the Joey Harrington billboard. This is true. Uh, Times Square. Now. Look, it, it, here's the crazy part. About this Heisman race has gone wacky because the machine – I've never been the, the person who thinks, oh, there's an East Coast bias. And, uh, but I think it's more – I've always said it's kind of more of a West Coast ignorance. Like, these, no one's staying up. No one has, first of all, no one has the Pac-12 network. Nope. Secondly, no one stays up and watches these games. So – they kind of know Bo Nix from the one game they might have watched against Washington. And Michael Penix Jr. has been great. Even though his stats have fallen off, um, he's going to be right there, but he's going to finally be on TV. And everyone's pushing Jaden Daniels for the Heisman now, which is fine, except he's not really the signature guy to the season. As a voter, my thing is always like, who's the guy? Who is the – yeah, that's it. That's the guy who made this season the college football season. Daniels' stats are incredible. His biggest problem now, though, is he's playing at noon Eastern time on Saturday when only friends and family are going to watch him against your Jimbo-less Texas A&M Aggies while that other you know game between that team up north and Ohio State's happening. So, uh, so it's going to be Bo and Michael. And I think when it comes down to it, if those two get through this weekend unscathed and it's uh, Washington-Oregon for the Pac-12 title, I think that's for the Heisman. I just think it's it, there's just too much weight being put on being the guy on the team who led their team to the college football playoff. Pete, just a quickie for me, and I'll I'll classify this under the hashtag asking for a friend. Does JJ <laughs> McCarthy get an invite to New York? No, because the problem with the, that on two fronts. One, he, the, the stats have fallen off the map. Not necessarily his fault, but they just haven't had to. They haven't needed him. I mean, they just, the, the style has been so good for Michigan all year long. They haven't had to take any chances. The second part about that is there is a big part. I'm not, again, as a Heisman voter, no, I, I would not hold it what the allegations are against him when it comes to Heisman. That would not be a part of, of the, my factor. But I know there are a lot of Heisman voters who are openly saying, nope, not going to vote for that guy because I think they stole all the signs and all that stuff, which – all right, it's a legit thought, but uh, that's going to be just enough to keep him off the ballot. I do think it's going to be Bo, Michael, uh, Daniels, and if Marvin Harrison Jr. catches 15 for 145 this Saturday, it's going to be Marvin Harrison Jr. there. By the way, McCarthy did flawlessly execute the two-step 32 straight times in that second half against Penn State. That's so you got to give him credit for that. That was the biggest badass half of football. That's <laughs> Michigan just saying, you know what? We don't need to throw. You're not going to do anything. We're just going to keep running and wait the clock. Wait for the clock to run out here. That was just that was pretty cool stuff. But we know he's good. He is a first round draft pick talent. He's got the ability. We saw it last year. We saw it against TCU. We know what he's capable of. Let's see if he can unleash this week against uh, Ohio State and see if he can put a little something together. Pete Futek with us. CollegeFootballNews.com is the website. Joins us each and every week here on the show. Pete, happy Thanksgiving. You're just a few hours, few short hours away from that well uh, 
deserve nap. Sleep. From, from, yes, exactly. Yeah. From sleep. That is exactly what I, I, I... I'm a silly... I'm a simple man with simple needs at this point. And yes, I, a couple days from that. But all right. Oh, it's all fine. Wow, wow, wow. Happy Thanksgiving. Exactly, brother. Be good. The whiskey will be in the mail. At Pete Futek, <laughs> where you find him on Twitter. My guy joins us each and every week. Hey, did you know Discover wants everyone to feel special? And that's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations do apply. Yeah, the the point uh, going back to expectations and being rational, you know, we were talking a lot about Michigan there. We've got a Michigan man on the updates here in a moment. But, you know, Bernie, when we, we look at the the Jim Harbaugh, right, when everybody was looking to, to kill him off a couple of years ago, Mm-hmm. You got to recognize what you are and wh- how long ago that national title was. Winning nine games a year, ten games a year—that's pretty good uh, place compared to where you'd been. So sometimes, you know, you gotta you gotta recognize where you are, even though you're striving for more. Well, and I—I'll be honest. I thought your juxtaposition with with respect to Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M and their expectations, Mike, you're spot on. This has been an abject failure by any measure, and this is what's coming out of Texas. This isn't me. I couldn't. I couldn't give a flying horse's Johnny Manziel patoot about Texas A&M. I just report what I know from the people I talk to. They're very unhappy. They're very unhappy with Jimbo Fisher's performance, and they get to give him seventy-six men over it next eight years to to prove it. Yeah, they just go give him all a hug. <laughs> and, and to and, your point, he did win, if you get my drift. Well, that's just it. And, and at some point, you got to recognize what you are. Let's turn it over to Martin Weiss. There's some fireworks going on in the NBA this evening. What's going on, Martin? Man, I, you know what? Uh, everybody was playing this evening in the NBA. We got two games in at halftime, three total going on. First, let's start with the ha- uh, Warriors and the Suns. Suns 63, Warriors 47. Klay Thompson had 14 in the first half. Kevin Durant, 18. Remember, those to play on separate teams now. They used to be teammates. Uh, and the Mavericks and the Lakers, that game's at half as well. 62 for Dallas, 46 for LA. Luka Doncic with 13 and 7. Anthony Davis with 10 and 7 rebounds. With two minutes left in the third quarter, the Jazz and the Trailblazers facing off a total of seven wins between these two teams. Not very good. The Trailblazers uh, 88, Jazz 68. Kelly Olenek with 11 points and 6 rebounds. Again, two minutes left in the third quarter. Malcolm Brogdon, 17-7. and seven. Earlier tonight, despite Nikola Jokic with a 30-point, 13 rebound and 12 assists, triple-double. The Magic beat the Nuggets 124-119. to Franz Wagner, speaking of Michigan men, 27 points in the win. The Bucks scored 37 points in the fourth quarter to make it close, but they lost to Boston 119-116. to Jalen Brown, 26 points and 8 assists on the in the win. Timberwolves, 7-0 and at home. Who would have had that on their bingo card? They beat the 76ers 112-99. to I'm sorry, 112-99. Anthony Edwards, 31-6-6. and And the Clippers beat the Spurs 109-102, to despite 22 points and 14 rebounds from Victor Wembenyama. Kawhi Leonard had 26 points in a return to San Antonio. And a return to San Antonio in which had some, uh, had some you want to talk about fireworks. I don't know if I've ever seen this before. You had Greg Popovich, coach of San Antonio Spurs, formerly coach of Kawhi Leonard, obviously left San Antonio in an interesting fashion with the knee injury and so on. 
Popovich grabs the mic as Kawhi is shooting free throws, announces to the crowd, please stop booing. This is San Antonio. We're supposed to be better than that. And, uh, you know, obviously the game went on without incident after that. But asked postgame, this is what Pop had to say about that moment. I spoke English. I just told you. Anybody that knows anything about sports knows you don't poke the bear. That's my answer. Yeah, so uh, you know what, Mike? I hope I didn't poke you just now. Poke, <laughs> poke, poke, bad. poke. Mike, Bernie, back to you guys. <laughs> At Martin Weiss on Twitter. And in the as we get ready for the second half here of Warriors and Suns, Scott Foster and Chris Paul are at it again. Uh, with Chris Paul now, uh, if you do the re- lip reading, said you're a blank as he got two technical fouls and got sent to the locker room. Their, their playoff <laughs> histories long intertwined. Well, here it is, the return to Phoenix, and uh, he gets sent to the showers early. And then Foster turned to Steve Kerr and say, you know what, you get one too. So there you have it, uh, 63-47, just underway, third quarter. I, I believe Chris Paul's like – He's like one in thirteen in games. Is Scott? Foster it was two and seventeen. Yeah, was, in, in the playoffs. Yeah. Yes, uh, you know my quick uh, Twitter fingers uh, as I try to pull it up because I'm like, it's bad. Yeah, I, I was remembering where you were. I'm like, no, he got that elusive second win at some point. We've got Brianna in the back. Uh, you know, she follows her Phoenix Suns. She came run, running down the hallway, arms flailing, screaming, "What's going on?" I mean, my door is sealed. I'm hermetically sealed. I'm like Michael Jackson back in his chamber, right? His hyperbaric chamber back in the day, oh, and I can still beauty. hear her yelling down the hallway. That's how incensed she was at Scott Foster injecting himself into the action like we love referees and officials to do. He's yeah. Bernie Fratto in for Jason Smith. I'm Mike Harmon. We continue here. Fox Sports Radio. And doesn't anybody believe in love at first sight anymore? Yeah, another college coach who put his foot in his mouth and looks like an idiot. And we're going to tell you why next on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Greetings, welcome in. Second half of the show begins. Disco ball still down in spinning marching band, refusing to yield. We'll get to that uh, in the pageantry of Thanksgiving Day games in about 20 minutes from now. But we do have a story from one of the host cities uh, that's a bit scintillating and, and takes me back to simpler times when the Lions were supposed to be good. They had a great player and then... Well, nothing ever transpired, uh, and he walked away from the game. Yeah, we'll get into that momentarily, but reminder, we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. It's a non-tournament game, which means the Lakers are, are getting beaten at home. 7-1 uh, and one on the year coming into tonight, and Dallas has come in. Lucas Dodges with a really bad mustache, but it's enough uh, to take a lead here as we roll on, Bernie. Because, you know, I've got NBA uh, and random space movies uh, on my monitors here in the Fox Sports Radio studios as we celebrate Thanksgiving Eve, Eve, Eve. It's Bernie Fratto in for Jason Smith tonight, live from Las Vegas. And maybe even an homage to Don McLean in the rejoin. Well, you know, I, I try to hit the uh, all the decades as I can. Leave no all the hits pop are all culture, we know. Leave no pop culture reference uh, stone unturned. I know our friends uh, Petrus and Money, they always put up the playlist uh, of what Ronnie, their musical director, puts up. I wouldn't know most of the names of what Alex has been doing tonight, except that I know I've nodded my head a bunch, so I will need an ice bag at the end of the night from the uh, – my neck's going to be a bit sore. <laughs> But I'm certainly feeling it. Uh, but, you know, one of the things I think I, for Smith and I, and certainly when you joined the show with me, uh, the pop culture references, probably need to make the list of them because it's TV well, shows, movies, and musical entries to, to help give everybody a, a little bit of an idea of the rich tapestry we weave here four hours every night. It never gets old, Mike. I enjoy the hell out of it. You know that. And, and to that end, speaking of bumper music, as you know, I use exclusively motown music on my friday and saturday shoes shows and i there's a method to my madness which i think might even be a segue to your next uh next uh, subject matter tonight because even though you've left detroit you've never really left detroit that's correct that's correct that is psychologically correct. you are still on eight mile uh which is actually the board the borderline county between wayne and macomb county for those scoring at home yes there nicely you go. Done. any, any uh, rap battles for you back in the day or uh, I, are you in fact papa doc well, actually, the thing is, my rap battle is is pretty good, but it it only involves, uh, you know, the Sugar Hill Gang. No, oh, nicely right? done. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. See, now Ever we're been over back. a friend's house to eat and the food just ain't no good. Well, we'll do that in the eleven o'clock hour. How's that? How about that? The the bonus fifth hour. Uh, <laughs> but but we're talking about Detroit, right? A lot, a lot, man. We we talk, open the show with it a little bit, you know. Just I, to me, I I don't listen to a lot of of sports talk radio. I'm being honest, right? I listen to a right. little bit of our guys here, Petrison and Money. If I'm driving home as you follow us on a Friday, I'll catch a few minutes as you get started. Uh, and it's not that I don't like people. It's not, it's the, I want to contain my thoughts. I want to, you know, I want to read news articles and then make my, you know, opinions mine. Uh, not to say that in social media spheres, I don't get a lot of stuff that finds its way. And so talking about the Lions a little bit earlier was more the love fest, particularly, and maybe I was a little bit jaded the way they came back on the Bears, even though I argued, you know, there are such things as, um, 
good losses depending on your point of view, right? If you're still trying to get top draft picks while getting an evaluation point on the quarterback that's the incumbent. That's a story for another time. But it was a lot about the Lions and the resolve of the Lions. And and every once in a while, it's like, all right, I want another story to find its way into my timeline. I'm like, come on, there's got to be something else. Uh, And like most things, you wait a couple of minutes, there'll be another scandal or something else comes on the radar. Well, the story that popped up, and and I first saw it a little bit last night, uh, off this new Barry Sanders documentary, Bye Bye Barry. Uh, It's on Amazon. Amazon. I haven't had a chance to peruse it. It's part of my um, my sojourn here as I take a couple of days away. I'll still do the I Watch Your Flex segment. I'll be on with Dan and, and Aaron tomorrow afternoon to go through some of the plays for this weekend's fantasy games, talk about what's going on in the Thanksgiving Day games. But Bye Bye Barry is certainly on my list of things I want to sit and watch uh, in between my daughters forcing me to watch Glee or Pitch Perfect 2 or The Nun 2 or whatever the hell else uh, they've got planned for my viewing experience. But there's a story that's circulating about Scott Mitchell, former quarterback, uh, about how unhappy he was uh, with, well, his portrayal and some of the quotes that came through, talking about Eminem, the aforementioned Eminem, Jeff Daniels, uh, we know have talked about it, and then Wayne Fonts, who... You know, had they had their issues once pulled him out of a game, uh, not after a possession, but after an incompletion. Uh, in, in theory, they made up and, and kissed and made up off that. But did they really, Bernie? You yeah. were there on the scene for many a year. And and look, Barry Sanders is one of the guys I've appreciated. I've had a chance to interview him a few times. Uh, one of the blessings of this job you know they always say don't meet your heroes don't well barry sanders is one of those guys that every time i've in, i've encountered him he's been gracious uh great storyteller uh and he's got a really good wit and and snark about him uh when it comes to certain subjects and and maybe i didn't poke the bear enough uh, on certain others uh but Coming from Mitchell, quote, I can't even begin to tell you what a disappointment it is to hear my own coach, Wayne Fonts, who went out in free agency and actively pursued me to the point of begging me to come to Detroit, say that he wanted Joe Montana or Warren Moon. Well, I mean, what, that's saying the quiet part out loud. Uh, and then the only thing missing from the team winning the Super Bowl was a quarterback. A little support from the coach might have gone a long way. Wayne never had my back. Let me address that. One of my proudest things in life, and I do mean this, is that I did cover the Lions from 94 to 2008 and was part of pre and post for 10 years, 98 to 08. That quote that was buried in halfway through, I, I did watch Bye Bye Barry, and I really enjoyed it because it was all home week for me. All the people that were quoted in there or, or that were reporting, Leland Stein, Jamie Samuelson, God rest his soul, Mike Stone, Jennifer Hammond, Jeff Daniels, Jalen Rose, Jocko Hughes, the... Uh, the security guy, I've met them all, talked to them all, know them all, and a name drop. Okay, and you're right. Everything you said about Barry is 100% correct, Mike. He's funny, smart, nice, down-to-earth, all that. Let's get to Scott Mitchell. And by the way, that's a fugazi. I called all my Detroit moles. None of us ever remember back then Wayne Font saying he wanted Joe Montana. It was Knicks. That's just baloney. But he did say to Barry Sanders on the sideline earlier this season that was caught on camera all we were missing was a quarterback. And it's sort of ironic, Mike, because your research is good. Wayne really did want him after that great performance in Miami when when, uh, when Marino went down. But let's, let's fast forward to what led to this. It's ironic because in 1995, the Lions had a good season. They were actually 10-6. and six. Scott Mitchell threw for over 4,000 yards, 32 touchdowns. 
They got to the playoffs and they got trounced by Philadelphia 58 to 37. And Scott Mitchell threw five interceptions that day. And you can probably find it on YouTube. Scott Mitchell and Wayne Fonts had a diatribe on the sidelines. Both had meltdowns in front of God and everybody. No one ever forgot that. <clears throat> that brought to light the fact that Wayne Fonts and Scott Mitchell really didn't get along, ironically, during one of the best seasons the Lions ever had. They put up 436 points that year, mm -hmm. which was the most in team history until 2011. Uh, Scott Mitchell, I think, had the record for most pass, passing yards on Thanksgiving. So anyway, that broiled over, that uh, boiled over into the off season, and then the 1996 season turned out to be a disaster. They were five and eleven. Scott Mitchell and Wayne Fonts did not get along, and it really came to a head that Halloween when Scott Mitchell dressed up as Wayne Fonts, put on a Wayne Fonts shirt, put a pillow in his gut put a cigar in his mouth and made fun of him and talked about him and it was all on film. I was incredulous. I don't recall ever a player disrespecting his coach that way. Well, Scott Mitchell won the battle. Wayne Fonts was fired in the following year. Bobby Ross came in and Scott Mitchell hung around a couple more years. He put up pretty good numbers. I think Wayne Fonts didn't care for him as a field general and as a guy who could, could, could command the locker room and be the field general that, where the team would take on the personality. The numbers weren't bad. They were there. Never won a playoff game, but the Lions actually went to the playoff five times in the 90s. Wayne Fonts is still bitter. I think he believes Wayne uh, that Scott Mitchell cost him his job. And there, there, there really was no love loss. They did not only not get along, they were contentious with each other. And that's about as short of a Cliff Notes version as I can give you, Mike. Yeah, as we look at you know where we are now when it, it comes to coaches, we talked about it a little bit earlier the the pass the the blame around and and try to insulate yourself. Hey, my part of the operations holding up well. That guy and that guy, you know, it, again invoking Brandon Staley. It's low hanging fruit, but it, it's there. You know, his meltdown the other day talking about his defense. And you're right, they they did have a, a better game overall. They gave up the big drive when they couldn't. And yes, drops are part of the game. You still lost. It's still uh, another uh, slot in, in the wrong column as you're fighting for a playoff spot. But we, we've seen it, and you know you even turn back the clock here, that you've got just this famous back and forth uh, and anger. You know, we always celebrated Wayne Fonts, you know, on Thanksgiving Day. There he is. Uh, and, and, you roll, and he was always very nice in, in signing the trading cards we sent as youngsters to him, uh, Bernie, so I got, I got to be good there. He, he's a nice guy, and, and Mike, as you know, when they were the New York Titans, Wayne Fonts still has the record of this day, a 99-yard interception return as a player. See, you keep hanging on, hanging your hat on that one all these years later, right? But, you know, they had a couple of good runs, and for Mitchell, what's funny is you go back in the annals of history, Bernie, he signed that three-year deal as a free agent worth $11 million. Think about that now. Yeah, right? that's what it was that's what they pay, paid back then. but He also when, only uh, completed 57, 58% of his passes each year. Just a, a much different way of constructing offenses and, and another great example of how much the game has changed with the flat passes, swing passes, and little shovel passes that all count just the same and help you pad those uh, completion percentages. Well, and the Lions were very much a run-first team, but I remember when William Clay Ford fired Wayne Fonts. It was right after Christmas in 1996, and he honored the rest of his contract, and Wayne Fonts walked out of there with a couple million bucks, and he was, he was very happy. But William Clay Ford mentioned specifically, 
you shouldn't go five and eleven when you have such such potent offensive players as Barry Sanders, Herman Moore, Brett Perriman, and Scott Mitchell. So actually, I think it was personal. Wayne was bitter, and there's a little bit of revisionist history there, Mike. Quite honestly, I, I truly enjoy some of the uh, the Herman Moore quotes that you read from back in the day. <laughs> Again, stuff that would be front page news, debated on all the sports, to- uh, you know, hot take artistries, uh, and certainly trending across social media these days uh, with his honest evaluation of what happened with some of those squads. So, uh, yeah, there's a, a little bit in the wayback machine. Scott Mitchell, Wayne Fonts, and you. Somewhere, my brothers are smiling, thinking of the the old divisions, and all of those battles against Barry Sanders and Wayne Fonts. All right, they're well, in Chicago somewhere, probably drunk. But they, I'll you know, tell you what will make you smile. In 2002, when the Bears and Lions went overtime, and Marty Morningweg, instead of taking the ball, kicked off. The Bears took it right down the field and scored. I know you remember that. The game was actually played, in, I believe, in Champaign for some reason. Well, they were doing the uh, re, uh, refurbishment of Soldier Field, the mm-hmm. What is always the uh, the battle of Soldier Field, which is owned by the Park District, which is why they want to move to the suburbs. Something that uh, you know only a dork like me uh, would really be following at, at a grand scale. I mean, obviously you're watching what happens with the A's. It's been part of your weekend broadcast. Folks can find the podcasts on that uh, wherever you download your audio. Certainly the Bernie Friday show Friday nights after Jason and I finish, and then Saturday nights starting at 11 o'clock going until 3 a.m. Sunday, uh, getting you ready for everything in the NFL slate and wrapping up huge college football weeks, no question about it, Bernie. Uh, For me, you know, I I love the business of all of this, so follow it, of course, but certainly with the Bears, you know, when folks say, well, why aren't they firing Eberflus? Why aren't they doing this? They They forget there's rich and then there's rich. And then there's family businesses uh, like the McCaskey-Hallis operation. And when you're not getting any bit of juice from when Taylor Swift sells out three shows at Soldier Field, eventually you want a little piece of that pie. (laughs) And they don't get it right now. And sometimes they're going to have a Sunday game that was preceded by high school football, a concert, and a tractor pull. (laughs) <laughs> and that's why nobody wants to play at Soldier Field. Uh, so, you know, we, we look at it there. That and when they put what looks like a toilet bowl over the old beautiful columns and all, uh, I actually cried. I had to pull my car over on the side of the road. I'd seen all the renderings. I'd seen all the photos. But you see that live driving down Lakeshore Drive for the first time growing up on the south side of Chicago? You want to talk about something that just uh, punches you in the face oh. or kicks you to the nether regions. Uh, that's exactly what they did there. The posts and the pillars are still there, uh, but you got a shiny UFO-looking thing or maybe the metal commode of your local park district over the top. Mike, you're spot on. You're waxing poetic. Woody Allen said it best. Nostalgia is a trap. And uh, the I've only been to Soldier Field a couple times, but the first time I was there was was in uh, the late 80s when it was Soldier Field, and it's not anymore, and you're not wrong. And it was it was a spectacular venue, and, you know, people say, what's it like going to Fenway Park? What was it like going to the old Yankee Stadium? What's it like going to Wrigley Field? Because you can stand there and say, I'll be a son of a gun. Babe Ruth stood in that box. You can go to the old Soldier Field. Well, it's still there, actually. It's just... It's, different, it's just different, configured uh, differently and buried a little bit on different facade boxes. Yep, all, all that stuff. They modernized it, but you can still go there and say, "Sid Luckman played there." And, and Google it, you knuckleheads. If you youngsters out there don't know who Sid, that's on you. 
That's on you. Education's a no, thing. No, no, no. Okay? See, here's the problem, though. He shows up in all the graphics because they say that's the last good Bears quarterback. All these well, years I, later. I'm partial to Jim McMahon. <laughs> I got a great Jim McMahon story. Uh, I met him and I was recruited to play baseball at BYU. BYU, another story. Great Jim McMahon story. And I'll tell you, I love the punky QB. That was a team for the ages. Oh, celebrate him every chance I get. Uh, hopefully he's doing well uh, as well. His health, like all those guys, their health issues along the way. Steve McMichael, who go into the Hall of Fame this year, uh, one of my uh, favorites of all time, uh, might have worn his number a couple of years playing foot, youth football back in the day. Uh, he's Bernie Fratto in for Jason Smith. Jason Smith Show with me, Mike Harmon, live from the Tyrac.com studios. Coming up next, we will turn our attention to the actual game for tomorrow because that Detroit Green Bay battle could be interesting. Jordan Love, what is he? We'll try to figure it out coming off a big win against well, it's, it's Brandon Staley again. Look who I keep getting to skewer. Uh, we'll talk about that next year on Fox. Hey, you know, shopping for tires can be, well, deflating. Well, not at TireRack.com. Fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Just the start. Did you know they test tires? They've got their own test track where they push tires to the limit. Great traction and a comfortable ride. They share the results. You can make an informed choice. So go to TireRack.com slash sports and tell them what you drive. Not sure where to begin? Try the Tire Decision Guide for a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. And they sell only the best, like the full line of Redestein tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. And with free road hazard protection. Mobile tire installations available in many areas. They'll bring the new tires to you at home or at work and install them on site. So go to TireRack.com slash sports. See their Redestine test results and special offers. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington. TJ Hushmanzada and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael dura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.